Hello, funny people, and welcome to the funniest people I know. My name is Will Amato, and I still wear my retainer. Hey, I'm TJ, and I sleep with a fan. I'm Dewey, and my first girlfriend was a stutterer. <laughs> I'm George, and I recently came out as Slytherin. <laughs> my name is Lily, and I haven't seen the movie E.T. Oh. It's okay, you're not missing much. <laughs> oh, don't tell my sister that. <laughs> Lily, go home. <laughs> I think I've actually got a segue into this. My sister's fiancé actually proposed to her on the E.T. ride at Universal <gasps> oh, Studios. Oh, Aww. Aww. So that's a thing now. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I almost got sick on the E.T. ride. We're here with the funniest people I know. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. <laughs> Was it the same day? I almost peaked on the city below as you're riding on the bike. It's a people mover. <laughs> yeah, it is a people. Yeah, and he got very moved. And a stomach like... mover uh, <laughs> as well. We're here at the Georgia Radio Reading Service. We want to give a special shout out to producer Jane for helping us out. Thank you, Jane. Jane. Thank Thanks you. for the cookies, Jane. Thank you for the cookies. We're coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, the home of Martin Luther King, the world's busiest airport, and the world's largest, we're proud of this, toll-free dialing area. Really? What does that mean? What does that even mean? I think it means, without using an area code and paying long-distance charges, the metro Atlanta area is geographically... Oh, with all our area codes? the largest where you can make local calls for free. Well, I knew I Take moved that here New for York. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, New York. And, you know, again, this is episode four of the podcast. The outpouring of support is just immense. I can't get over it. We've received letters. We've gotten uh, photographs. People tell us they like to listen at the gym. They like to listen on the subway. So we got to talk about merch. Merch. Oh, this merchandising. Oh, we're there already. Wow. What sort of merchandise should the funniest people I know podcast, you know, shirts offer? Definitely. Hot air balloons, squatty potties. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Baked goods with our logo oh. on the outside, I guess. Yeah. Oh, Jane could like make that. cookies for everybody. She could. So yes. TJ, when when somebody's on the squatty potty and right. they see our logo, what are <laughs> what are the two thoughts you're hoping they're connecting there? Relief. <laughs> <laughs> Laughter uh, is relief. Yes. As is bowel movements. Exactly. Um, freedom. Uh, and I think we should package the cookies, the funniest cookies I know. Ooh, what would yeah. they be shaped like? They would be shaped like uh, TJ's face. A TJ, yes. yeah, that would be good. preferably. Yeah, yeah, they're so delicious. <laughs> And symmetrical. <laughs> Delicious and Thank symmetrical. You. Speaking of TJ, you got a list for us today, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay, I love his list. TJ's list. We, have, we don't plan this. We have no idea what he's going to say. No. All right. You know how, like, Stone Mountain has caused a lot of conversation and conflict around this town. And we had some uh, governor running that thinks, you know, we should replace it with something else. So I've come up with ideas to put on the face of the mountain. Great. So just and, to give us a little more context. Yes. What is Stone okay. Mountain? Uh, We've so, got uh, listeners in Nevada. Right, right. Elgo, wherever yeah. it was. Oh, we yeah. lost all of them. Yeah, we lost those. So Both of them. For the listeners and anyone else that doesn't know, Stone Mountain is this attraction in Atlanta that has Confederate generals on it. And it has been a 
topic of conversation while all the Confederate statues were being taken down over the nation. So, but we have a mountain. Harder. It's kind of permanent. It's hard yeah. to change that. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's really hard to take down a mountain. Exactly. Yeah, it's this yeah. giant rock of exposed granite, basically, right. that sticks up and, and, and etched into the side, right, is yeah. this statue, or not statue, uh, an etching, uh, yeah. almost like a rock painting of Confederate generals. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you, you want to replace that so with what? So I have some images that we can put on there instead. <laughs> All right, going off the start of the list, Martin Luther King Jr., of course. Nice. Yeah. Uh, That's a good one. Congressman John Lewis, mm. uh, President Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. a Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, President Jimmy Carter eating a Chick-fil-A sandwich. That sounds more like it. Uh, L. Fanning, Dakota Fanning, they're both from here. Brittany Murphy as well. Or that uh. scene of Dakota Fanning and Brittany Murphy riding the teacup ride in the movie Uptown Girls. <laughs> um, I love that scene. It's iconic. Uh, Ed Helms, Donald Glover, Tyler Perry, Medea, oh. Tyler Perry as Medea, and Boo 2, a Medea Halloween. I would love to see Medea on Stone Mountain. Right? It's uh, In a teacup it, with it, Brittany Murphy. Oh. Yes, also writing it. Big Mama's oh Mountain. God. Yes. Oh. You're already there. Uh, the cast of Atlanta, the cast of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, the cast of Real Housewives of Atlanta. We're just all 798 moods of NeNe Leaks. <laughs> uh, a peace tree, a Marta bus, scattered chicken wing bones, uh, <laughs> Olympic rings, or chicken wing bones, but interlaced like the Olympic rings, uh, a Delta Airlines plane, a bottle of Coca-Cola, 2 chains, CeeLo, Goody Mob, uh, Atlanta Skyline, a Phoenix, a Pimped Out Phoenix, uh, the I-85 bridge collapse, hashtag never forget. <laughs> uh, you are obsessed with that bridge collapse. It's so tragic. Uh, fr- everyone was inconvenienced. It was terrible. No one died, but it was traffic was a nightmare, was especially worst. that afternoon. Oh. Yeah. Like right, three more suggestions: uh, fried chicken, fried chicken and waffles, and finally just an uh, image of uh, Waffle House employee who ain't got time for all your questions at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> the real heroes yes, of uh, yes. Atlanta. It'd be like Mount Shade. I'd, I'd add one. I would say we should etch a giant joint into the side of it and call it Stoned Mountain. <laughs> That's a good Ooh, one. Good yeah. pun. Yes. Yeah. That would become the most popular attraction in the state, sadly. It, yeah. Just to climb up on it, top no, of that The high. smell wouldn't change, but <laughs> yes. it'd be more popular. Right. There's a van in Little Five Points that supposedly sells, you know, I guess stoner treats, we'll call them. Uh-huh. What is that guy really selling? That's illegal in Georgia. What's in those popsicles? Yeah, I wonder that. Maybe they're just treats for stoners, so they're literally just popsicles? Mm. Right, they're just green popsicles. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but it's weird when you see people buying things, because like, you're literally buying candy from a stranger <laughs> in, a so, in, a van, in a van and hope that there's drugs in it. Like, your mother <laughs> yeah. would be so disappointed in you right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, next we're going to go to our very own sportscasters, <clears throat> Mia and Steve, for a live update from, this is really exciting, we've got folks at the Atlanta Open. Mia, Steve, are you guys at the tournament now? No, we are not, Will. Turns out security requires we have actual press credentials oh. and not just a fedora with a post-it that says press. But, but don't worry, Will. Journalists always get their stories, so we're reporting from the next best thing. All right, so you're not in professional tennis. I assume you found a college tennis match? Oh, I wish. We are coming to you live from the Piggly Wiggly. That's a local supermarket. You guys are supposed to be covering a competitive event. Well, clearly you've never been here on Double Coupon Day. Well, okay, since you've still got three minutes left to fill with this segment, I guess we'll hear what's going on at the Piggly Wiggly. Great. Let's check in with Mia at aisle seven, where she's witnessing a classic showdown. How are things looking, Mia? 
Not good, Steve. I'm here with octogenarian couple Marvin and Dolores Williams, who are in a heated cereal battle. Dolores wants Rice Krispies, <laughs> while Marvin insists on Lucky Charms. He's in the lead with two boxes in the cart, and he's now shaking a third in her face. I would not want to be in the cage match. How's she taking it? Not lying down. She's not going home without her favorite boys. Snap, crackle, and oh! She just popped him so hard the box exploded. Marvin's covered in a thousand crispies. The Lucky Charms are back on the shelf, and this battle is over. Dolores wins! So much for Marvin getting lucky. Charms, that is. Uh, how about you leave the comedy to the professionals in the studio and tell us what's going on in produce? Well, Mia, the First Baptist Church's women's auxiliary van just pulled up and unloaded a flock of ladies in red hats. <laughs> but, oh no! Call an ambulance! Steve, what's happening? Are, are you okay? It seems a stock boy and local riffraff, Dusty McGivens, suggestively arranged the produce. Just as Mrs. Gladys Ellerby reached for a peach, she was overwrought by Dusty's strategically placed bananas and fainted. Ooh, clean up on aisle one! Where are you now, Mia? I'm at the U-Scan, where it's a race between two yuppies. Pressure's on. A man in line is making a mean face. Disapproving looks make me sweat. It's neck and neck. They each have four items. Oh, lane two is thwarted. The U-Scan called for assistance. Where is the attendant? God only knows, Steve. Ooh, and it looks like lane one has this in the bag. <gasps> but wait, we have a late entry in lane three who's catching up. Dolores and Marvin are checking out with their cereal. She's down to one box and yes, she's finished first. Dolores wins again. Wait, wait, Mia, I'm, I'm getting word that police are arriving on the scene. Oh, yes, Steve. Apparently there's been a disqualifying foul. It seems Marvin walked out with a quart of milk that he didn't pay for. The police are arresting him now. And he's almost 90 years old. Uh, the law knows no age limits. And back to you, Will. <laughs> wow, thank you. Things are getting intense down there. I hope you guys make it back okay. We do too, Will. <laughs> we do too. <laughs> Thank you. That's our uh, sportscaster update. So we're going to head over to George now. Oh, boy. So you guys asked me to go and check out one of the summer blockbusters and come back and report to you what I thought about it. So I went to the local, uh, I guess I shouldn't name it. They're not giving us any money, theater. Good idea. And, Good idea. Yeah. And, um, but if they want to give us money, I'll take a check. Um, and I went to the local theater and I saw a great movie called Whitney, the documentary of Whitney Ooh. Houston. Is this for real? This is for real. I watched this documentary the oh. other day with my friend Jenny. Oh, and we, we cried and we listened <laughs> to great Whitney music and, oh. and reminisced. Oh. And they spent way too much time on the drug stuff. And it's like, you know, Whitney wasn't all about drugs. But um, but that's what the audience, I think, would want. I know, um, but, you know, I watched Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix, right. and, and Johnny Cash had a drug thing, too, but mm. it wasn't, like, 75% drug problem. Yeah. Now, but here's my thing. I'm in the parking lot, and Jenny and I are like, oh, that's such a good movie. And then it hit us. Mm. Because in the movie, when they're talking about the day Whitney died, which I remember that day. I sat in my car and cried while listening to I Will Always Love You. Oh, my God. She said that Whitney was getting ready to go to the party, and she was in the tub, and she's like, Mary, go get me those cupcakes I love. Wait, she's who's like, Mary? Wait, who's Mary's Mary? the lady telling the story. She okay, was like okay. in the room with Whitney. Okay. And so Mary leaves Whitney in her hotel room. She's like, I left her there in the tub, and she's like, and I went to go get cupcakes. She's like, I wasn't gone but 30 minutes. I come back to the uh. hotel room. All the lights are out. It's completely dark. The water's all the way into the bedroom of the hotel room, Whoa. and Whitney's floating in the tub, right? <gasps> Tragic, right? Yes. And it's like, oh, it's so terrible. But then in the parking lot, I'm like, Jenny... Who turned out the lights? 
because yeah. Whitney did not get up out right. of that tub, <laughs> drip across <laughs> the bathroom, turn off the lights, and then go back and drown herself. I'm going to die in the dark. I'm telling you, <laughs> something's not right here. I suspect foul play. Uh, I never had a Whitney Houston conspiracy theory <laughs> until the other day in the parking lot of the movie theater that shall not be named because they're not giving me any money. True. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to investigate this. This is my new thing. I'm going to look into Whitney Houston's disappearance. Could there have been, like, or an electrical shortage with all the water or something? You like, think the hotel's just covering it all up? I don't know. Do you think it was, like, a cinema sin or, like, it really happened? Like, the lights were off? I don't know. Either there's a conspiracy yeah. or Mary lied Ooh. or... I misunderstood something. <laughs> no. More likely not. Even. Or the documentary was edited incorrectly. Um, but I'm going to say conspiracy that requires further investigation. That is definitely the most interesting That's option. The yeah. more dramatic, yeah, answer. Yeah. I love that one. That's the most details on that story I've ever heard. I never knew that it was only 30 minutes and that the tub filled up and overflowed. I never knew any of that. Yeah, I didn't know any of it. I just, you know, I assumed that, you know, she was so she... partying a little too hard for the pre-party and, and drowned and apparently there was cupcakes involved and and that's the saddest part of all to like she didn't be anticipating cupcake. cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. And then what did Mary do with the cupcakes? Because you'd feel bad eating them, she, but then yeah. they shouldn't go to waste and your friend just died. They should be in the Smithsonian Institute. Those cupcakes should be in the Smithsonian. Yeah. Uh, Once the theater gives us our sponsorship dollars, so we'll say their name, I'm going to use my portion to buy them on eBay. And I'm going to have a Whitney Houston <laughs> Whitney's cupcake. Whitney's dead cupcakes. Yeah. So Mary didn't eat uh, any of the cupcakes. I don't I don't know. I'm not going to say that Mary didn't eat any them? of the cupcakes. She I, may have dropped them out of shock. I was in the say, movie yeah, versions, yeah. it will drop them. In the, like, slow yes. motion, they're like going to the floor. Yeah, and, and they hit the floor, yeah, icing, stru- icing all over her shoes. Yes. Mixing with the water. Oh, my uh, gosh. I didn't know there was a Whitney documentary. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was going to say you have to see it, but you don't. But it's good. It's good. Mm. Especially if you like Whitney. Yeah, I did like Whitney, but I felt betrayed because clearly Whitney, her image and who she really was were so disparate that, disparate, 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 desperate, they were so different. (laughs) <laughs> that I was like, mm, no, I like the Whitney that I knew in 1987 that wanted to dance with somebody, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I don't like this cupcake death Whitney that you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's real, so. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, George, for that update. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Well, I'll let you know if I come up with any more Did evidence. They? If you have yes. any theories okay. on what happened to Whitney Houston around this conspiracy, please send us an email at... Funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or at Twitter, funniestpeopleiknow. Let me know if you know anything. Thanks, George. It's time for Defend Your Likes, folks, and it was my assignment uh, here on Episode 4, so I've got some fun things that we've uh, found online. I'm going to start out with my buddy Dewey. Uh-oh. Dewey, your buddy Brian Weckerly. <laughs> and so you, you shared this and commented on it, so I think on some level you agree. He says, Charlie from Star Trek looks like a young Dewey McGew. And Charlie from Star Trek looks like a young Dewey McGew. And you liked it and shared it. So this is, I suppose, an iconic Star Trek character. And you seem to agree with this sentiment. And I looked oh. up the photo. We'll post it online. And yeah, you, you do kind of look like that guy. I don't remember this at all. And I'm not a Star Trek fan. I did not know there was a character named Charlie in Star Trek. <laughs> Everybody knows Charlie from Star Trek. Charlie from Star Trek. Is he the dude in the red shirt that gets killed? I don't yeah. know who that He's one I, of those dudes? I think so. He's, just an, he's an extra from episode 402. Oh, like the original <laughs> Star Trek TV show? Oh, I have yes, no idea. yes. Oh, Not the this, movie. This must have been a while oh, ago. Yeah, no, this My was... My friend Brian Weckerly, he was a comedy partner I had at Disney, and uh, he shares very obscure things like that. This was October 3rd, 2015. How could you not remember? Yeah. <laughs> no memory of that at all. 
Well, I'm not. I mean, I remember ha- Brian Weckerly, but I don't remember being compared. Did was the guy an attractive Star Trek guy? Is Charlie attractive? He was super hot. Oh wait. Oh, oh he, he does look like me. He does. When I was young. Okay, when Brian Weckerly knew me. Yeah, when we worked together. Oh yeah, yeah. I I could see. Yeah, I do not look like that now. But yeah. Okay, we'll have we'll have to post this picture on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I used to look semi attractive like that. You could just claim, because I don't think anyone knows Charlie. You could just go around being like, like on your IMDb page, you could put Charlie from Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. What Charlie Char- knows. Well, I guess he does. What's he Charlie doing now? I, 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 if yeah. he's listening to the show, he's taking offense. I'm definitely going to have to look. I'm more interested in that post now than I was when it happened. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. All right, moving on. I'm going to go next to TJ. Oh, great. TJ, you have Hot. almost 6,000 Twitter things posts shares tweets yeah i i was uh i was lost in a vortex of your mind for Uh about 45 minutes this morning so on january 30th 2013 oh no you liked a picture of a pink thong sitting on the sidewalk Uh and you wrote a caption that reads Mm -hmm. i know it's warm outside but dang Dang, ladies ladies. no you don't remember I think about that tweet every day. <laughs> wait, wait, what year was it? It was uh, 2013. 2013. In January, and you just January. I mean, this, this... Oh, I was at school. Yeah, I was at college, so I must have been like walking on campus or something. And it's in Statesboro, Georgia, so it's hot, I uh-huh. think. But January like in this hot? in this month, right? Well, that's that's when the post was. Well, I guess it was warm. Yeah. Was the theory here that like it was so hot that they had melted off. Is that what you were trying to say? The the, the thong yeah. that was on the sidewalk? No, I think someone just took it off because they were hot or something. I don't <laughs> Who know. Who does that? That's exactly. not a thing. I don't know. Well, in 2013, I thought I it was. I never want to be around you if it's hot. <laughs> I've changed. It's been five years. All right, I want to jump to George now real quick. On December 12th, 2017, George, you shared a YouTube video where Patti LaBelle shouts, where are my background singers? Yes. So I did some research. In 1996, she sang at the National Tree Lighting Ceremony, which happens every year outside the White House, and she had no background singers, and the cue cards were wrong? It's one of the greatest videos ever. It makes me so happy. I think I watched it 400 times. It really is. So I kind of want to play a little clip of this and then get your guys. Have you guys all seen this? No. Okay, I want to play this and get our reactions uh, here on the radio. So uh, listen, folks, we're going to have a little audio clip of Patti LaBelle in 1996. Where's my background singers at? (laughs) Like the performer's worst nightmare. She did better than Mariah Carey at Rock. I was going to say the same thing. Mariah just walked around and didn't say anything. Yeah, but she was like carrying through with that. Yeah, she was. Uh She's a professional. She held her own. Yeah. Indeed. She's lucky, though, because not a lot of performers can get away with if you forget your lines, you just go, (laughs) (laughs) just just keep saying this Christmas and and then uh, deflecting and move on. Basically. Fireside and lights and chives. She makes no. Those are not the yeah. words to that song. No, <laughs> they are. But now. they're Christmassy lyrics. So. Yeah, that was great. Props for improv. Yay mm-hmm. for her. She's still alive. 
Yeah, I think. Oh, okay. She should be. Well, we'll post. She should be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post the link uh, on our our pages, on our social media page, and uh, all that for you to enjoy that wonderful, wonderful video. So thank you, George, for sharing that. All right, it's time now for the writer's graveyard. Oh, that's me. Uh-oh. Isn't it Bring it on, Dewey. Yeah. What you okay. got for us, Dewey? Well, just a little quick setup is uh, <laughs> somebody said to me, I can't remember what they wrote or what they saw or whatever, but they, they saw something brief that I had written and said, oh, my God, you write like Augustine Burroughs. And I was like, whoa, I don't really know what that means. I've read him like a decade ago. But anyway, I was sitting at the river uh, this summer with my feet in the river and I had a pad of paper and I was like, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be Augustine Burroughs and I'm, I'm going to write. So I started by writing that my feet were in the river and then it just went off the rails. So that's what you're about to hear. So this is your book. The start of well, book. yeah, this was, this was the, the 30 minutes that I thought okay. I'm, I'm going to write a book. Okay. Yeah. So this was like Love the it. start of it. Love it. <laughs> it now quickly one, peters out. At one point this becomes a play with. I, I, you know, it became dialogue. It started, okay, okay. It, it, it's called free writing. You know, you set a timer and you just let yourself write. Sure. And uh, I probably free wrote for however long, 30 seconds, and then it, yeah, there you go. All right, well, here we go. What's it, so what, all right, we'll just go, what's this called again? It has no name. This Me is with my Dewey, feet in the river. Dewey tries to be Burroughs. <laughs> yeah. Dewey tries to be Burroughs. Yeah. I love sitting with my bare feet in the river. Other than a cemetery, the only place I feel no anxiety at all is near the water. It's calming when the water rushes between my toes. It's impossible to have a panic attack at a river. Not true. Unless my <laughs> canoe was sinking. That might raise my heart. <laughs> that might raise my heart a little. I bet Native Americans never had panic attacks. They lived in the woods. Their lives were summer camp every day. They enjoyed the most peaceful existence ever, except when they were being raped and pillaged. <laughs> that might have raised their heart rates a little. Oh, my God. Sure, I know the natives had their worries, but they lived life the way humans were meant to live, buck naked and in the woods. <laughs> I want to go back to living off the land like my ancestors did. They knew what mattered. Finding food, caring for their families, and burying arrowheads for me to find 200 years later. The natives <laughs> knew the value of a good scavenger hunt. I wouldn't mind hunting for my food. At least I'd be spared the exhausting pre-dinner conversation I have with my husband every night. You know the one. What do you feel like eating? I don't know. What do you feel like eating? (laughs) Thirty minutes later, we're both hangry, exhausted, and questioning how we've managed to stay together this long. If my Native American ancestors suffered conversations like this, I imagine those went something like... You hungry? I could eat. What do you feel like? I don't know. Elk? We had elk last night. How about rabbit? We just had rabbit with Chief Flying Hawk. Mm. How about bear? Mm, I'm tired of bear. What about moose? We haven't had moose in three moons. <laughs> Let's do fast food. It's all fast food around here, Running Wolf. Maybe to you, Limping Fox. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Lovely. Oh. Great uh, Riverside Bankside <laughs> musings there, Dewey. Yeah, and um, George is right. It is possible to have a panic attack at the river. The reason I was going to the river all summer was because, you know, I have panic attacks. And I was like, oh, nature, it makes me feel better. And it was my escape. And then one time I went to the river and actually did have a freaking panic attack. Aww. So, yeah, you're not safe anywhere. But yeah, that ended up in a drawer. 
great musings. Great writer's graveyard. Thanks. Thank you. All right, we're going to move on now to uh, Yoga Lady. She's coming back in to give us a <clears throat> measure of peace in these trying times. Namaste, and welcome to Morning Meditation, where we can take a moment out of our busy lives for ourselves to find comfort and peace. This has been a difficult week, no? I'm sure I'm not the only one. But what has really helped me get through it is my mindfulness practice. Mindfulness is focusing on the present moment, accepting and not judging the sensations, thoughts, and emotions that come up. So let's take a moment to focus on our breath and remind ourselves of what it means to be present. Say to yourself, I acknowledge my thoughts and then let them drift away. So acknowledge how stressed out you're feeling, the pressure that any decision you make could send you careening down a path of poverty and despair, and <laughs> how the weight of your pandering to other people's happiness smothers any joy from your own existence. <laughs> and then let that drift away. Good. Mindfulness is the root of many meditation practices and an easy place to start for beginners. Do you have anyone in your life looking to start their own meditation practice? I invite you to introduce the idea of mindfulness to them. Imagine what good can come from a conversation based in loving kindness and the sharing of knowledge, so different from the majority of daily conversations, where you wonder if what you're saying is even worth being said out loud because this one feeble attempt at human connection is obviously not engaging enough to make him put down his phone and look at you, but what is the point anyways when we're all just tiny sand fleas in the eye of a war-torn planet drowning in the silent vacuum of space? <laughs> so a quick, upbeat introduction is really all you need to bring meditation to others. And I can't thank my mentors enough for introducing these tools into my life. It really helps me keep my mind positive. I thank you all for taking the time to share your practice with me and encourage you to venture forth with an open heart. Until next week, when you can join me again on Morning Meditation. Wow. I feel better already. I think TJ's crying. Yeah, no, it just made me go into deep thought. Relaxed. Do you cry when you go into deep thought? Yes. TJ, uh, <laughs> it do we, hurts. I do. Do you have something to say about it? Do we love, do we love this? But what are you thinking about right now, TJ? Oh, oh gosh. Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to eat this mint that's on the table right now. I'm sorry. It's like totally unrelated. That's my idea. Thank you for that. Well, yeah. listen, we, believe it or not, exactly. we had some advice. Yeah. Uh, people want your advice. We, we don't yeah. know why. Me neither. Yeah, but we, yeah. We but got we... an email, Will, to funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com from the Dillersons from Nashville. Wow, we have uh, fans yeah. in Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, from Nashville. Ooh, and they said, Dear Ask TJ. <laughs> Wait, what? We have some lights <laughs> up from last Christmas. Nice. They blend into their surroundings. White strings on white columns, green strings on trees, and no one has said much about it to us. Right. Since it will be time to decorate again for Christmas in just a few months, mm -hmm. is it okay to leave them up? Okay. At what point do we stop being late and start being early? Thanks for the advice, the Dillersons. The Dillersons. Hmm. Well, first off, thank you, Dillersons, for <laughs> writing in. Um, so the lights are on the trees. Green right. lights on the trees. Green lights on the trees, and the white lights are on... On the columns. Columns. Okay. 
I imagine this like a like a I don't know uh, antebellum type of architecture probably. Undoubtedly. I don't know. I mean, let's just assume. Yeah. Um. So light. Even they can look. I don't know. Uh. Tasteful. Some like no matter like depending on how you do it. I'd have to see an image of the house. Maybe they sent an image in. No, they didn't. TJ Uh, wants to come to dinner. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I would like to come to Nashville. We're sending TJ to Nashville to see the Dillerson's house. I have to be there to give like the the most quality advice. Uh. But so I mean, it depends on how you do it. Uh, and I guess like how it looks. I mean, if has any, I guess no one's complained or either so or said anything. So it must be mm. tasteful. I'll tell you. Okay. Dillerson's. Yeah. It's August. It's tacky. Take them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter if they match in color. They're yeah. No. That they're yeah. They're called Christmas lights because they're there for a, a, a holiday, and that holiday is not in August. Take them down, Dillerson's. I'm gonna take yeah. the. They're ahead of the curve. Keep them up. You might as well at this point tack because like what's worth the extra effort? You've already got them up. Leave them up. You're lights not ready for up, Christmas. Period. If I see lights up, no matter what color they are, what holiday they were meant for, I'm like, y'all lazy. That's all I'm saying. Take them down. This is why we have HOAs now, because of people like the Dillersons who can't clean up after themselves. Um, this is TJ's advice segment. So, um, um, I'm going to say, Dillersons, you do you. So, you know, yes. yeah, so, yeah, just leave them up if you want. I love, I love that we all had to offer an opinion yeah. to get him to say something exactly. definitive. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, well I was thinking. I don't folks. Know. Oh, you were thinking? Well, yeah. Well, That's always I a problem. Guess, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It happens. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode with the funniest people I know. My name is Will Amato. I'm TJ. I'm Dewey. I'm George. And I'm Lily. Have yourself a hilarious week. Bye-bye, everybody.